You know, sometimes people ask me, hey, Matt, I want to work for a startup. Which type of startup should I work for? And they're asking to know, like, which startups do I think are going to be the biggest, right? The ones that end up like Google and Facebook. When I actually don't think this is how potential startup employees should be looking at where they work. Yes, they want to join a company that's up to the right, that's growing really quickly. But one thing I think that is kind of overlooked many times is the culture fit. And how are you able to determine if there might be a culture fit or team fit before you even join the team? Well, I found something that actually enables you to do this, and it's called JobServe. JobServe gives you the edge that you need to understand your personal work style and how that affects the job you do and those you work with. Ultimately, you fill out their assessment, then you're able to see, oh, this is my work style and I gel with these types of people or this type of team, and this is the type of team that I may not gel with. For example, I took the assessment, and there's a few things that I learned. One. My temperament is I'm a driver. My primary tendency is to take control of situations. I prefer more of an independent approach with an emphasis on persistence, pragmatism, and a strong will. What's my leadership tendency? It's relationship-based. I prefer to focus more on relationships in order to support and motivate others, whether the individuals report to me or not. These are things that I've learned where if I ever in the future wanted to work for a startup, I would keep these in mind. Would I want to work for a startup that doesn't like drivers, doesn't want independent-minded thinkers? Well, if that's the case i wouldn't work there right and i now know that because i've taken this quiz so for you if you are thinking of breaking into startups you want to understand what startup would be a good fit for you i highly encourage you to go to jobserve.com that's j-o-b-s-u-r-v.com take the assessment and learn more about yourself so you understand what team would be the best fit for you and how about this after you take the assessment email me matt at mattsherman.com let me know what your results are and i bring a couple of you onto the podcast to chat with me about your results and what that means and what types of startups might be a good fit so if you are interested in understanding yourself better and more importantly understanding what type of startup is the best fit for you on a cultural level on a team fit level, go to jobsurv.com, take the assessment, and email me at matt at mattsherman.com, and maybe I'll pick a couple of you to come on the podcast and chat about your results. And note, if you're an employer, this is for you too. You can use JobServe ultimately to make sure the people that you hire are aligned with you culturally and a team fit. That is jobsurv.com. Check it out. Email me once you fill out the assessment, and maybe I'll have you on the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical skill yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. 
All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Matt O'Leary, who's a co-founder of Treasure. Welcome to the show, Matt. How's it going? Pretty good. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it is good to have you on, and I'm excited to learn more about this Treasure. What 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 is Treasure? What are you working on for people that haven't heard of it before? Uh, Treasure is a educational debit card for kids. The real idea behind it is to help teach kids about money in a fun and engaging way. So let's say I had a time machine. I could transfer back in time to when I was 10 or 11 or 12, um, and I, could, I would use this. Can you kind of describe to me like how it works, what I'm able to do with it, what I'm not able to do with it, how parents engage with this? I'd love to just learn a little more about it. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I am a parent. I have two girls, 11 and six. So I use it with them. I started out by using like a cash jar system built around this saving, spending and giving model. You've probably seen these like multi-tiered piggy banks. Um, So the way it works is basically we've digitized that to start. Um, So there's the kids get a saving, spending and giving folder. Parents can set rules about how much money is supposed to go into the savings and giving accounts on a weekly basis. It's built around a payday to like essentially an allowance. So parents will give their kids a certain amount of money each week, whether that's uh, just, you know, given to them for, for not doing anything or if it's like task based or a hybrid of both. So kids get money on a weekly basis. And then there's this teaching moment where they're, they have to decide where that money goes each week and they have savings goals and things like that. So I would let you mention that you, you, you know, you have two kids um, and you know, you're using it with them, but kind of would love to hear just like, what was the origin story for this? Um, why did you decide to get started? If you notice this problem um, for you, like why decide to build a whole company around it? Yeah, it's a good question. So I grew up, basically both my co-founder and I were terrible with money growing up. Um, and a few years ago, we built ourselves a personal finance management tool just for fun. And we got deep into personal finance, read all the famous books, you know, the wealthy barber, rich dad, poor dad, the millionaire next door, you name it. Um, and, um, I really wanted my kids. Well, I want my kids to be good with money. Something I was not, no one ever said about Matt. Hey, that guy is good with money. Right. And I'd like someone to say that about my kids. So how do I teach them about money? I was very much inspired by a book um, called Money Smart Kids and, and a few others and implemented this cash jar system at home. And um, although it was working OK, it wasn't great and I didn't love it. And I just felt that my kids weren't learning and engaging the way I would have liked to have seen with the system. Tried out a bunch of other digital tools and same thing. And felt like, you know, there, there's a better way. And, and, and if you see like kids engaging with some of these other, you know, best in class ed tech and sort of games, I wanted to build something similar to that, something that they would love and engage with and learn at the same time. And when you spread the word about this or when you market it, are you, are you marketing to kids or are you marketing to parents to then kind of show their kids about treasure? Uh, I, I guess, how, how do you think about positioning for this? Yeah, it's definitely aimed towards the parent um, as the customer, if you will. And uh, so today, it's basically a virtual money tracker. So basically, if a kid wants to buy something, 
the parent will make their per the purchase on their behalf and then enter it as an expense into the app. However, we're launching a debit card version of that very soon, um, which will be a real money version of it and both will live together. So there will be sort of like this fake money version of it and real money version of it. So I'm on your, your website and I kind of want to dive like very deep into how it works just because I think it's like, it's like a, it's very simple. Yet at the same time, it's, um, I feel like it's a slight paradigm shift. I mean, for me, when I was, when I, I sure wasn't good with money and I'm still working on it, right? Like, you know, these are things you have to learn over time. Um, so you have a section on how it works, which is allowance plus tasks equals payday. Um, what, what, can you kind of break down each of these kind of sections? Um, and like, what, what is allowance in this case? What is task? What's an example of some tasks? And like, what, what is payday? Just so we can like kind of get granular into like, you know, the nitty gritty of the, of the how. Yeah, totally. And that's actually something that evolved because initially we just had this automated allowance happening. And what we learned from our early adopters was that one, not everyone likes the term allowance even. Um, that's why we call it payday. Um, but allowance is also a very commonly used word. So what we realized was that no allowance is created equal. Let's just say that. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of people that give their kids an allowance on an automated basis. It doesn't matter what they do, they don't have to earn it, they just get it. And then there are people that it's 100% task or chore based. They have to earn every dollar, penny, you name it. Um, and then there's a hybrid of both where there's a set amount given each week and then they can earn more money throughout the week. So that's essentially how it works is it's sort of like up to the parent to decide how they wanna pay their kid each week. Um, and the reason why we do it weekly is that um, you know, we believe in, you know, learn by doing and giving kids money on a regular basis is what's going to allow them to understand sort of like money coming in and what they're supposed to do with it. And that's kind of, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And why'd you decide to name it treasure? It's such a fun name. I, I'm a huge fan of it. Why, why treasure and how'd you come up with it? Ha, good question. And to be honest, it's our third name. So we uh, started out as Honey Card. We then transitioned into Abacus Card. Um, and then we moved to Treasure. Um, it's probably a long, deep story on each of those transition points. But let's just say we weren't in love with any of the previous names until Treasure. Um, and Treasure was really just an exercise of trying to come up, some, come up with something that we loved that made sense and that sort of connected back to money and something we could have fun with. How, how did you think about it? Like, it's actually interesting. We don't talk about this on the podcast that often. So you had your first name and then you, you had the second name. Now you have treasure. When you had your first name, I believe you said it was Honeycard. Apologies if I'm screwing that up. Um, how'd you know that you wanted to change that name to something else? And how did, when you did decide to make the change, like, how'd you know that was the time? Like, I'd love to hear about the nuances of brand cha branding changes and name changes at the earliest stage of our company. Was it a big deal or was it as simple as changing a domain name? Yeah. I mean, it's cause we were pre product for the honey. We were pretty much pre product for both. So it wasn't a huge deal. Um, it obviously involved a lot of work just on redesigns and things like that. Um, honey card. We didn't have the .com. We were rocking .co and honey, who you've probably heard of the, um, savings sort of 
deal discount thing was a big deal as well. So, you know, battling them for SEO um, was a challenge. So that was one of the reasons to just switch over, but it, it was fairly straightforward shift over. I mean, the biggest work involved was probably the rebranding because we've essentially now created three full on brands, right? Um, yeah. And if you were to look out for treasure, um, you know, you know, five, 10 years, what would you say it looks like? I and mean, what, what does that product look like? Um, or I guess in other words, what's the big vision for what you're working on with treasure? Very good question. And uh, I mean, we think about treasure as sort of like two sided. There's the financial services side and then there's the educational side, right? We see ourselves sitting kind of right in between. So, you know, FinTech, EdTech, we're kind of like on the cusp, I'd say. And what we envision is offering a number of financial services as well as making sure there's enough sort of educational, and I don't want to say content, but, you know, if you were to think about uh, Duolingo for a second and the way they teach languages, um, we're very inspired by that and can envision sort of like a Duolingo for financial literacy as part of this. Um, it's not the perfect an analogy um, because we're really big believers in sort of like learn by doing, but we want to kind of adapt that into like the real world learning, um, like with real money. Um, but yeah, we see offering a lot more than just a debit card. So savings accounts, investment accounts, um, potentially uh, credit products once um, kids become of age because we've trained them, right? One of the features we're going to be introducing is credit card mode as an example where a parent can basically turn this prepaid card into a credit card and we're going to teach kids about credit. Right. And uh, until prepaid cards allow someone to build up their FICO score and establish credit, they're going to need to get a credit card. Um, so we want to prepare them for that. So we envision ourselves continuing, continuing to add on, you know, additional products that make sense for our customers as we grow. And that's kind of really sort of, you know, it's early days. So, so what that looks like exactly remains to be seen. Um, but we're definitely thinking about offering like a full suite of a full suite of services to our customers. And to make that suite of products happen, um, you, you know, you'll, you'll need some help, right? Like you'll need employees. You, you might want investors. If you, if you want investors, you'll need customers, parents, and kids, but what you'll really need help with is help from the forward thinking founders community, right? You got a list of people listening, many parents with kids that, that, that are here. So I guess, how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you looking for customers? Are you looking for investors trying to hire for a couple of positions? How can the listenership, um, you know, help you out? Yeah. I mean, there's no shortage of challenges with an early stage startup, as I'm sure everyone can appreciate. Um, we're not hiring today, but we certainly will be in the future. So always happy to connect with some talented folks that are interested in what we're doing and, and believe in the mission. Um, we will be raising some capital in, in, in the coming months. So always great to connect with, with people there as well. And uh, I mean, yeah, Number one sort of priority right now is is getting you know more early adopters into the into the system so that we can sort of learn and, and build on our product. Um, so if there are parents out there, would love for you to you know download the app, give it a shot, and let us know what you think. And if someone did want to try the, out the app or find you online, you know what what what's the app name? What's the website? Do you have Twitter? Um, an email people can reach out to you. I guess how can people get in touch? 
Yeah, so currently we're on the domain treasure.so, S-O. Um, so that's the easiest way to sort of get to us just by typing that in. Um, Google-wise, you'd probably have to type treasure financial because we're not exactly, our SEO game isn't on point just yet. Um, we'll be switching over to treasurecard.com in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, you can find us in the App Store, Google Play, um, type in Treasure Financial. You shouldn't have a problem finding us direct. Those links are on the website as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you, Matt. It's been awesome. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there, you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising, the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually, one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. Investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city. Join the city and you'll see immediately the the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forward thinking dot city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.